Is that a sailboat? Okay, no, it's a it's a uterus. Oh. Sure as fuck, lime backwards, kids. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's fantastic. One moment. Accessing. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to go to the whether or not if we have any patron NPCs in the bucket. No. <laughs> <laughs> Accessing literally. Oh, wait. Bing. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast. The TTRPG podcast that did have real friends. They're not all imaginary, and they don't all live in Canada. See? My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre-, mid-, and post-announcements. Over, and over, and over again. Season 3, episode... Woo, okay, let's explain what's going on here. Last week, we did a recap episode that we're going to do at the turn of each major story arc, which is how we delineate our seasons. And this week, you're getting a join-the-party episode. What's, what's that, you might ask? Well, luckily, I am here to explain it for you. So our top level of Patreon supporter, the Babas, get to participate in events with the cast. And that first year, those events were canonical story one-shots. More recently, they've been kind of more of the video game-esque content that we designed. But this first year, they were adventures with the cast playing alternate characters that did impact the world around you. And they've been sitting on the shelf for about a year and a half, as you can tell by some of the audio, waiting for the appropriate narrative point to come out. That time is now, but not going to necessarily release them all at once. We're actually going to alternate between join the party episodes and main campaign episodes. Time permitting, that will be every week. You'll get a join the party, the next week you'll get a main campaign, then back to join the party, then back to main campaign, and so on and so forth. Until the Join the Party episodes wear out. There's about four of them that are story-related. Some of those may be two-parters. Some of them may be edited down just to one because of I tended to get more experimental with some mechanics in those the further they got on. But they actually help detail the behind-the-scenes events that directly tie into the Season 2 finale and the setup for the start of Season 3. That said, there's four of those episodes. They're going to take a while to get out. and you know what? I want to get the season three rolling as well. So time permitting, we're going to have some back-to-back campaign weeks. When that can't happen because of you know the time dimension, we'll still rotate between join the party and campaign episodes, but there may be a off-week content episode inserted in there. The other thing to consider is that since these episodes are older, they do occur in a slightly different place chronologically than campaign three. So the adventure you're about to hear actually happens in between Hex and the Sagacity and Swamp Boy Summer. That is the guys meeting Ognum and contracting his work and then going off to Hiko after Moyle's stabilizing shard. No need to keep major track of that. I'll actually give you guys a little bit of a recap of the join the party stuff and how it ties into the main campaign at the start of each one of these. So hey, if you're a new listener, welcome. Hope you listened to the recap last week. Gonna hop into a little bit more ancient history. Uh, see what I did there. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Always appreciate you hanging out and staying with us. 
And of course, a special thank you to our patrons whose donations to the show help keep it up and running and who you actually get to hear tonight. A few of them, anyway. Not all of them. That would be madness and chaos. Of course, still not a family-friendly show due to a mix of crude humor, profanity, gore, and so many near-miss deaths. Cool. We'll talk to you in a bit for some mid-show announcements, but in the meantime, let's start this special episode of the show. And we are back with more than just the party of five. This is our first ever Join the Party bonus episode, which features not just the normal cast, but a couple of our Patreon supporters. Very specifically, our Baba-level Patreon supporters, which means they're better than you <laughs> on, on really all, all the levels. Really quick, guys, introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Lee, playing Korak, the uh, gnome druid. I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, Shadowrun uh, campaign. I've been running that game for four years. Um, so complete love to um, Donna, Brent, Kenneth, and the Stifftones, and also to my local community crew, which extends into the Baxter and you know my, my people who give me rides when I need to and don't want to drive, being a town and transportation. So much love to them, hardcore D and D enthusiasts and beyond. I'm Matt. And I'm playing Hawk the Tabaxi Bounty Hunter with a catnip problem. And in addition to our special guests, we are joined by the regular party of five. Yeah, it's me, Harlan. I usually play Todd the Tiefling, but today- Nobody cares. Whoa, whoa, I'm trying to give them information. I'm just, I'm just saying we're doing somebody, I'm just saying we're doing somebody different. Why are you bringing up Todd? This isn't, Todd's not here. I'm just letting, in case they, they don't know what I do, I normally do that. But today I'm not. I'm doing Vanny Nostrand. The mark of hospitality halfling wizard. That's what I that's what I am. I don't have any funny names for Vanny, maybe Vanny, aka Vanny the Nanny, <laughs> aka Vanny the Fanny, <laughs> aka <laughs> I'm a better wizard than all your other wizards. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> there it is. There's the fate shit talk. You worked it in. See, I thought you were going to play like a monk because you've had monk in me for so long. But, you know, hey. Harlan would have gotten to play a monk if he would have committed to the session earlier. But since he drug his feet and waited at the last minute mm. to be available, I might have very aggressively given the monk to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, who are you playing for this session? Uh, this is Andrew playing Hote Opec, the Dampier Fighter. And uh, I might work at Hot Topic, but this shit is like lukewarm, I guess. <laughs> at best, Luke. At best. <laughs> at, at best. Very nice. All right. I'm Jamie. I am uh, playing Punch Crunk the Monk today, uh, and I will be blowing your guys' minds with my illusions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is Jazz, and I'm playing Ordinary Cleo, the female Goliath cleric. And I am Anthony, and I'm playing Nail, son of Major. Who is a genie warlock. So, okay, cool. As this is a special one-off session where we'll kind of jump into it. So, we open in the interior of a huge and alarmingly decorated and appointed warehouse. Uh, the seven of you stand in a large yellow painted rectangle just inside the door. Six of you are here because you are doing odd jobs as you are gig economy adventurers. You are, aren't part of a adventuring group currently. Your regular jobs have been a little bit slow recently, so you started picking up 
uh, side hustles on your Speaking Stone app. Coiner. <laughs> okay, that was clever. Uh, so you guys have been standing around for the last five minutes, looking somewhat bored. Uh, all of you occasionally checking your Speaking Stones to see if the, you had the right address, because as you walked in, you were all individually addressed by a disembodied voice that warned you very explicitly not to step outside of the yellow painted safety zone for danger of dismemberment or disintegration. There is one gnome standing at the back of the party that seems to be looking around rather expectantly who doesn't have a speaking stone out, who kind of wandered in towards at the end, and that would be Korak. Korak, you know, you had come in from the forest after the incident with the kobolds. Uh, You had communed with nature and felt a strong need to journey to Taliesin and you you know were able to work your way past the city guards really through a simple casting of pass without trace really that's all it would have taken to get past the guards if only another group of adventurers had 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 followed through with that plan the first time around were able to slip in in just mere moments didn't have to climb a wall or anything uh, and made your way uh, followed the the whispers on the wind which directed you to this warehouse answering a higher calling to help some individuals that you feel have found themselves in a situation which could impact the ecosystem and the planet to which you are in service to. So you guys have been sitting here for about 10 minutes and then it stretches on to 15 and it stretches on to 16 and and you guys are starting to get a little bored and kind of looking around. On your left, you can see what looks like a couple of bathrooms in front of it look to be five almost human-sized, if not maybe a little bit larger, bird cages would be the best way to describe them. Kind of this dome-topped metal copper cage that run down to a platform. They're arranged in a row in between. You don't really know what a Tesla coil is, but if you imagine like a big metal post with a ball on it with antennas sticking out and occasionally a bolt of silver lightning will arc in between them. Uh, out in front of you are rows of tables with piles of different scientific and magical equipment on it. One row has, has beakers bubbling and boiling. One row has just gears and clockworks and like one of those little drinking birds that keeps dipping down and popping back up and dipping down and popping back up. But at one point it looks over at you and goes, it's a living and then goes back to drinking and popping back up. <laughs> Beyond that, there are uh, what appear to be some different types of creatures in cages. And from the very back of this warehouse, where all these pipes and tubes which run around in this Mobius twist configuration that occasionally emit this ambient Kirby crackle of extra dimensional pop and sizzle, you hear this, God damn it, I just, I can't, oh, God damn it, I hear they coming, hold on, just a wait, 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 wait. this is Ogstar, how can I help you? No, Todd, no, Todd, Todd, for the thousandth time, it is just, you just drive. It's not a stick shift. I don't know why you keep asking me how to drive stick. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Just stop calling and then hang up and then you'll hear some cursing again. Occasionally the sound of like a chainsaw popping and then you, oh, here we go. This, uh, well, yeah, this should be interesting. And then you hear like a invert kind of a zorp and from the ceiling in front of you, a cigar-sized metal box comes popping out of the nether and just kind of clanks down onto the floor in front of you. I call dibs and I run for it. <laughs> is, there, is anybody else going to I'm just going to watch. Okay. <laughs> it's mine. I'm going to see what happens. I call dibs first. First of all, I call dibs, so it doesn't make a difference if anyone wants it. It's clearly mine. Is it outside the, the rectangle? Oh, it is absolutely outside the rectangle. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, shit. I didn't check that. Yeah, too late. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw, Van, uh, Vanny. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> Vanny to Fanny. 
has just rolled a 10. Oh, no. Mm. So you see Vanny, a, a halfling, you would guess wizard from the look of him, uh, judging by the robes, go, oh, mine. And uh, leap forward out of the safety area. Two green beams shoot into the ceiling and strike him. And you hear kind of this. And Vanny just disappears. What the f- At that point, the box pops open. And again, about the size of a cigar. And you see an arm pop out and reach around and kind of feel a little bit. And then reach around to the side of the box and push the side of it. And then the sides flap down and there's this column of light comes up and a gentleman steps out of the the beam of light. He has goggles strapped onto his head, a heavy work apron, two arm crutches, which brace him up. um, And he steps forward out of the column of light and goes, oh, okay, well, that was uh, that was exactly what uh, worked as expected. Oh, oh, excellent. You're here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, And he does a quick count. Uh, Let's see. I. I was looking for uh, six adventurers and one, two, three, four, six, six. Excellent. That's exactly what I was looking for. Uh, just a real quick roll call. Who all showed up? Uh, o- Opec. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, Cleo. Cleo. Fantastic. Uh, Punch Crunk the Monk. <laughs> okay. It uh, didn't. Okay. That's oof. all right. That's a lot. I'm Nail. I'm 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 out I'm out of existence, aren't I? Yeah, you don't exist anymore. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> so quick. <laughs> F and chat. You, you had a good run. Har- 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 Harlan's like I can't stay for very long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Was the character's memory erased from my memories as well? <laughs> no, you guys. You guys saw Vanny Nostrand get disintegrated. I got disintegrated. Welcome to One Shots, ladies and gentlemen. I got, I got disintegrated. Yeah, my two green lasers. Aren't you listening? I thought I was like, pushed, like, like I'm in another realm. You're in another realm, all right. I believe I explicitly said, do not step out of the safety zone for fear of disintegration or dismemberment. See, see, see. This was full squid games. He just said it. He had just said it. So, so wait. this is first game of Squid Games. <laughs> so wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait, no, 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 no. He said that something dropped, and then I go to reach for it, and then he goes, eh, "It's happens to be outside the safety area." No, no, no. He didn't say. No, you said I dibs, and I rushed. You rushed for it. <laughs> he didn't. No, yeah. no. <laughs> you didn't say it was outside. The- <laughs> no, no. You don't get to check the swing. You just didn't see it. You don't get to check the swing. Van- Vanny re- ran on the red light and got shot with the green light. <laughs> <laughs> Vanny didn't know that he was outside the safety area. You didn't say something drops outside the safety zone and now you're... D- these, are the, these are the squid games, sir. You ask questions. You see how everybody else stopped to wait to see what happens and Vanny ran and got it? <laughs> you you, you lost on the first game of Squid Game. <laughs> Vanny learned a very valuable lesson. I say, I say that someone should have described to me where did it fall? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I asked. So when you were already like, so hold on, hold on. No, you, but then once I found out, I couldn't take it back. I couldn't go. I didn't want to go out there. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. Hold on, hold on. So here's the thing that you missed. Here's the part that you missed. What I missed. He very clearly said that it materialized in the center of the warehouse. Yeah. He did. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I thought we were all in the center of the warehouse. Mm -mm. No. We were in the we were in the the line Mm -mm. by the front door. No, we're back by the front door. No, (laughs) no, I'm I'm afraid now. God damn. Where's I'm going to roll twenty. I don't see. I don't not see a, a picture. I, I, I call. I, 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 that's not my fault. That's <laughs> not my fault. Yeah, that. Um, it was. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. That. Um, and I, I'm disintegrated. I'm not like in another realm that I could come back. I'm gone. Well, you're. You're. You're in another realm. I'll say that. Maybe in the celestial plane. <laughs> Well, the other option was dismemberment. So it was disintegration or dismemberment. And I was like, do I want to disintegrate or... I, was gonna, I could have been dismembered. I was a slice in two with the forest field. I'm like, no, I'll just do a simple disintegration. I'll make it a real low DC. Oh, he failed. Oh, he failed. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled a 10. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also has ways to get out of that, which we'll get into in a second when I remind him to read his character sheet in just a second. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we, if we let Vanny use any of his feats or portents to roll that one back because Vanny has the lucky feat uh, as well as being a divination wizard, which means he has two portents. R- real quick, roll the D22 times for me, Harlan, and tell me what the numbers are. All right. Let me go to roll 20 and roll my D2. So, okay, 20 to 17. Sorry, so those are your portents, right? So anytime during the day, you can swap out a roll for one of those rolls. And one of them is a natural 20. All right. You also have three luck points, which means anytime during the adventure, you can say, I want to burn a luck point and re-roll a attack roll or saving throw as the case may be. So I want to change my 10 for 20. You want to use your crit for that? <laughs> You're gonna okay. He, he, said, he said the DC was 15. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take the 17. I'll take the 17. I'll take the 17. <laughs> so you you guys hear a pop, and Vanny comes tumbling back into reality and lands back in the safety area, <laughs> and you hear Ogden go, "Oh, there, there are uh, seven. There are seven of you. That's um, hmm, hmm." As Vanny comes back, he lets the guys know you should probably not jump outside the safety area. Yeah, we, we all knew that. Yeah, we we, we kind of picked up on that. I, I don't know. Oh my god, you didn't you didn't leave the safety area, did you? Oh yeah, no, that is. Uh, oh, and you see Ogden pull out like a little wand and go blip blip. Yeah, okay. Just security's turned off. It's uh it's much safer now. So wait, if um I only put an uh, only listing for for six of you, uh, is there someone here who's not? Here for the, uh, as part of the app. I think everybody's here from the app. All from the app, raise your hands. Cleo raises her hand. Awkward raises his hand. I'm, I'm from the app. Mm-hmm. You there, in the back. Uh, the gnome. Are you, is that you? Are you, are you here as part of the, the job I posted? Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm very encouraged. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a gnome who really focuses on ecological things, but, but I'm still a gnome and, and you seem like a, a really prominent tinkerer and <laughs> wow, you got some cool stuff here, but, but, uh, but to the point, yes, yes, I'm here for that. That's, that's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, I, okay. I, I'm not used to people. So, you know, I, so they're, they're, well, I don't, I don't care for people. So that should make you feel better. Uh, I guess seven is better than six. So we will roll with it. Gentlemen, here's the deal. Thank you for, for coming. I listed a, uh, a job listing, uh, because I need it's a pretty fairly simple uh, fetch and retrieve 
operation that I have. Mm. Uh, real quickly, though, um, it's you're going to get something that's technically mine, but it's not currently in my possession. And I just want to make sure that doesn't present any challenges for anyone, uh, because if it does, I can wipe your mind right now and you can go on about your business. So it's not necessarily illegal what you're going to be doing, but I would also say it's not necessarily legal by the strictest sense of the term. It sounds like a heist. Oh, we're talking about stealing? <laughs> as long as the money's good. It's, uh, oh yes, no, no, it, uh, it, it pays, uh, it's 200 gold a piece. Again, that doesn't pull up if you die. Um, so here's the situation. My, uh, uh, my former roommate, Emil, uh, uh, Emil Ebulb, and I lived together while, uh, I was early in my career. Um, I do uh, a lot of extra dimensional work. I've spent a lot of time in the underground outside the city working on my th multiverse theory. One of my, uh, very earliest discoveries down in the dungeon was uh, something which I believed was a amazing extraplanar discovery, but it was in fact an interstellar discovery, and so less uh, less valuable to me. But it uh, also uh, was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly dangerous. So I compacted it up into a little box and put away in storage. Emil and I had a little bit of a falling out. It is just what it was. So we aren't really on speaking terms. And I've recently found myself in a situation with some test subjects that I've been working on an extended experiment on or with, with, technically with is the word I should probably use, that um, I've decided I really could use this, uh, this widget back for. But needless to say, Emil uh, does not uh, care for me any longer, nor does he want to have anything to do with me. And he has uh, this item in his storage unit. Now, Emil uh, rents out storage space at a mage tower in the district. And I just need you gentlemen to go down there, talk your way past the security guard, go to sub-level four and pick up a, a small box. Oh, just kind of about the same size as, that, as the one I just crawled out of. I'll make a little more square than, than that one. That's more of a rectangle. So think, think, uh, think GameCube instead of cigar box. Uh, if I was to make a uh, completely uh, reference, which only makes sense in, in, in another universe. And then just bring it back. S simple, easy peasy. Um, why did this job take six people to do? Well, um, so let's say hypothetically, uh, some of you died along the way. It would at least having some of you left to bring the item back would be beneficial. Hmm. If the security is anything like this place. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's not stored at like what I would call a high security level facility. It's not like military grade security, but it, they, they take their storage very seriously. <laughs> it's a it's a mage storage facility. So um, it's, it's you know, you go down, there'll be uh, there'll be a, you know, a desk guy and uh, probably a teleportation circle or an elevator. I don't know, really. I have my own space here um, and my own interdimensional spaces at the back of it. But these things do have a tendency to go sideways sometimes. Um, and uh, it, uh, if it does, I figured it would be better to have a larger group of people than, than fewer. So we know the location of the facility, mm -hmm. um, as you described. Yeah. Do we know the presence of your former roommate? Is he there or elsewhere, or do we not know? No, Emil doesn't live there. Um, he, uh, he keeps his residences in, uh, in his actual mage tower. This is more of kind of a, a consolidated storage facility for particularly dangerous. I wouldn't say radioactive. Radioactive wouldn't be appropriate, but there, there are sometimes it's beneficial to store things off site, so to, so to speak. And, uh, that's, this is where mages like to keep 
things of that nature. And then they can customize their storage space. Are you familiar with a bag of holding? So like imagine a bag of holding, but building size. And then instead of one bag of holding, it was 36 bags of holding stacked on top of each other. Building size. Well, actually, it was the one on the left and the one to the right. So it's really technically closer to 72 bags of holding. And then you're, oh. you're actually going down to the sub-level. So it's more like 85. My God. So think of it as like 85 bag of holding stacked on top of it. Well, two stacked on top of it. So uh, it's, uh, it can be kind of a big space. That was a lot. Sub-level four. Three. Is that, did I say four? I mean, I'm sorry. Three A. Oh, boy. Sub-level three A. Three A. <laughs> Nail is going to, he's going to like, he has like a, a lamp on his hip. He's going to. You, everybody's going to like kind of hear him say, uh, what, what do you think about this guy? And he's going to do an uh, uh, insight on Ognum, see how he feels like if he's hiding information or. Yeah. Can you give me the insight roll? Yes. 16. Uh, no, Ognum, if anything, is aggressively upfront about everything. He's not holding anything back. It's just he doesn't have the specifics other than knowing that this item is in this location. If anything, there may be something about the dynamic between him and Emil that he's not really super sharing, but the the details of the location and what you're going to get, he's he's been you feel like he's been forthcoming about. So like he's listening to the lamp and he's uh huh uh huh uh huh. I think I'm in. I'll I'll do it. We're good. Oh, excellent. Is uh, any anybody else have any other? I I like the questions. I like uh, uh I I like you thinking about it. You get what you inspect. Not what you expect. Does anybody else have any other questions? I have a question. So who's that? This is Cleo. Oh, the the tall one in the back. Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? So we've spoken a lot about what it is you need us to do, but not so mm-hmm. much on what we shall receive should we do it. Bingo. Two hundred. I th- I said two hundred gold. He told us it was it was monies. Two hundred gold. Two hundred gold. Um, I believe it says right there on the app two hundred gold when I listed it. Yeah, but you didn't list the dangers at first, and I've already been zapped out of existence once. So can we can we can we up the price? Well, you see, it's a yellow level challenge rating on the app. I believe it says it right there. You accepted it. My, that's binding. My question about the reward is that is that two hundred gold and in total, or is that two hundred gold to each of us? I believe I specifically said a piece. He literally said it. Is there you there? The one with the bottle. You're in charge. Because you seem to get it. <laughs> Would you please reiterate to your uh, everybody? He's officially in charge. Uh, the 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 guy with the bottle in the back. Okay. Because the rest of you are. At, does anybody have any questions about details that I didn't already specifically explicitly answer? No. Do do we get a free meals with this uh, this gig? You gonna give us a lunch or something? <laughs> yeah. Is there like uh, an orange Julius? On the way. Actually, you know what? Hold on just a second there. Is it oat or is it hot? Is it, how is, how is it pronounced? Oat. 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 One moment. And you see him go over to the table with all the bubbling kind of alchemical stuff. And oh, I've been wanting to try this. Hold on just a moment. And kind of bloop, bloop and bloop, bloop. And he brings you back a cup of orange viscous material. He's like, does this taste like an orange Julius? Can I do an insight check to make sure it's not something ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You can do an insight check to tell as to whether or not he's trying to give you something intentionally harmful, but as to what it is. Is a six strong enough? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's a delightful concoction. Sounds like a survival check. Like all orange Juliuses are. All right. 
Yeah, it seems like it's most delicious, but with a six, you're also not really sure it could be made of somebody named Julius. You don't you don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it'll give me hops. Um does it come with a crazy straw or a silly straw? Oh, yeah. Hold on just a moment. And you see him kind of reach into his back pocket and pull out a slightly linty, but uh, certainly silly straw. Do you carry a silly straw with you at all times? Do you not? <laughs> no. Can't say that I have. Well, one, one of the two of us was certainly prepared just now, weren't we, young Vanny? <laughs> Unprepared divination wizard. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I drink it. Oh boy. Ooh, oh no. Mystery liquid. Mm-hmm. With such a low insight check, the trust the trust levels are high. It gives him superpowers. <laughs> Uh-oh. Y'all gotta have more faith in that Ogum's gonna give us some good stuff. Uh, why? Last time he gave us a bag of poo. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. And we don't know this guy. Um, the Pentagoons have experience with Ogden, but uh, Korak does not. So neither does Nao. Uh, roll a d6 for me. Um, okay. There. Uh, I got a six. Okay. Natural weapons. You grow claws, fangs, spines, horns. The rules say or a different natural weapon, but I'm going to say because it's Ogden, it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you grow claws, fangs, spines, and horns. Um, your unarmed strikes now do one one d six slashing damage. It's considered a plus one attack. You'll be like that for an hour. You see, Oot slurp down this magical slurpee and turn into the turtle from the end of Secret of the Ooze uh, slash. <laughs> oh my god! With the big spiky like him and Super Shredder. Babies. Uh, and Ogden goes, oh. Oh my! Um, did it uh, did it taste like orange at least? Uh, it was like uh, citrus for sure. <laughs> oh, hey, excellent! Half halfway there then. Is it? Did anybody else need anything? Uh, yeah. After seeing that, I kind of want to see if after this job, I can get you to uh, give me some uh, some of those special effects for my show. Uh, I'd like to turn people into stuff. You know, gobsmack them and all that. It's uh. It's what I do. I'm an illusionist. No. So, um, that I would, but could someone, exp- uh, may, 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 could you explain to him the employer employee dynamic? I don't, <laughs> I'm not hiring out my services. He could take the 200 gold I pay him and certainly go to the wizard's district and get any number of illusionists. There are literal stage magic shops he could go to, but, um, I am an experimental multidimensional artificer. Uh, I'm not going to make him flash powder. You you can't you can't make me secret turtle turtle the potions. No. Oh, if if you want to if you want to beta test some potions for me, I certainly that that's a totally different story. Hang on just a second, and he will go back and he will pull out three more bottled orange Juliuses and hand them to you. Oh man, I'm gonna use these on the crowd. They're gonna love it. It's going to be great. Cops smacked. <laughs> the only catch is uh, I'm going to need uh, detailed notes of those effects. Um, and also... Oh, absolutely. I don't recommend you drink more than one at a time and don't mix with alcohol. Oh. Avoid direct sunlight, possibly. Mm. And if uh, if you explode, I just need you to acknowledge now that you uh, alleviate me of any liability. Uh, we'll just put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. That's a, oh, Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll get you your notes. Yeah, it'll be great. Fantastic. Did anybody else need anything? No, I think we're good. No. 
Oh, are we still talking? Are we? Did is is she, are you getting enough air up there? <laughs> is she okay? I don't know. I we just met. Shall we go? All right. Yes. Yes, I think I think it would be best for all of us if you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, let's let's go. Yeah, I, yeah, let's let's get this started and uh as we walk out Hawk's going to reach in his jacket and he's going to pull out a little baggie and he's going to Take a quick huff of it and put it back. Uh, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw there. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's see what happens. Uh, when you were like, hey, is it cool if he does this? I'm like, yes, he does. Yes, it is. Ah, that's an Oh, ew. not terrible. 11. It's an 11. Nice and toasty. Not not enough to uh, give you any penalties, but not enough to give you any bonuses either. So, uh, uh, all right, cool. So, uh, Hawk uh, seems pretty chilled out. Um, you guys have the address of a uh, building in the Mages District. Um, as you remember, uh, Taliesin is laid out in several wedges and is organized by um, a, kind of a split between the martial classes and the casting classes and then the spiritual classes that all kind of uh, radiate out from the central government hub. Ognum's workshop is crammed into a less nice part of the the arcane district right as it borders up against the the marshall district so you guys aren't that far from the section of the city that you need to go to all right you guys kind of strike off down the the main thoroughfare it's yeah it's about a good 30 minute walk to get there about halfway there give me perception checks nail's taking his uh, appointed position to heart he's just in front for no apparent reason oh my gosh that's a 7 Another six. That's a. I didn't. I got fourteen. Crit. You. You did not get the crit. I didn't. I see that. <laughs> I had to go. I switch back late. That's a eighteen. Eight for myself. What eighteen did you get? What? I don't see. It's in D and D Beyond. Oh, okay. Twenty four. Twenty four. Holy shit! My perception. Quite good. Yes. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Korok, your gnomish ears here from a back alley. Psst, hey. Hey, you guys, hey, over here. And you glance around and you can see slightly smaller than a gnomish sized figure, heavily cloaked, standing back in the shadows in the alley. Hey, what are you? Hey, over here, guys, real quick. I got, I got, I got a proposition for you. Who all notices him? Anybody who got a 15 or higher on their perception check. Hawk's toasted. Hawk doesn't notice anything. Cleo turns to look, but doesn't look down. (laughs) I kind of look over my shoulder to the rest of the party and then go over to investigate what, what they have to say and to offer. Um, kind of like, uh, guys, if things go south, um, can you uh, help me out? You guys see Korok start to head over to an alley, alleyway. Is anybody, who else going with him? Punch, Punch Crunk is following him. Cleo. Cleo follows because she's just following the herd. Yeah. Hawk will follow as well. Danny is, is on the rise. Is on the prowl. Hey, wait a minute, guys. I'm the leader. Where are y'all going? (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of walk that way as to try and get them to go the correct direction. (laughs) Okay, cool. Those crazy kids. I will tell you, one of the things that I have learned over the span of these Join the Party episodes is not only how great it is to get an opportunity to play with our patrons, but how we really should just be doing an all-goblin podcast. And that's not just because of Punch Crunk. There are other goblins that will show up in these, that, and they are all spectacular. 
Hey, you know what? We stream Mondays, 7.30 Central Standard Time on Twitch over at twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast. Get over there and check it out. We do some cool stuff. We do some cool community interviews. Recently had the incredible pleasure of interviewing Richard Garriott. Have been doing a lot of cross-generational comparisons recently. Some of those have been more engaging than others, I'll admit. And just having an all-around good time. So check it out. We don't actually play the actual play. Fucking just leaning into it at this point. We do creative content that's D&D adjacent or, or directly related to D&D. So there you go. And you know what? While you're checking out new venues to enjoy our company, why don't you get on down into our Discord and hang out with not only us, but some of the people that you're hearing on this episode. Uh, our, our patrons, I uh, am really proud to say, are an incredible group of people that have built this this just really fun, supportive community that have our sense of humor and, and in a good way. Again, I just thoroughly enjoy the opportunity that interacting with them has happened. We've opened that Discord up to just general fans of the show because we want to hear from you. We want to interact with you. We want to hang out. Of course, we really want to hang out if you pay us money, but, you know, in the general sense, we want to hang out. And look, of course, I would be remiss in mid-show announcements if I didn't one ask for you to get out there, rate, review, subscribe, tell the almighty algorithm during this birth of AI that we are important and should not be moved to the flesh battery farms. And two, for the most current updates on what we're doing and what's coming out and what's going on, hit us up on Twitter. That's really the main social media that we support at this point while the lights are still on over there. we forced to learn or do something else when that finally shuts down. But anyway, for now, we're still on Twitter. So anyway, get on over there. Check us out on Twitch. Check us out on our Discord. Check us out on Twitter. And check us out as we get back to the show. As the group of you advance to, towards the alley, the, the, this kind of little figure, and at first you think it might be a child based off of the, the, the kind of the dimensions, the height and stature of it, but it's hard to tell because of how heavily cloaked and robed it is. And as you get a little bit closer to it, it moves kind of deeper into the alleyway to stay deeper into the shadows to make it a little bit more difficult to identify. He goes, hey, um, you guys, you're coming from that, that weird wizard's place, right? How do you know that? Maybe. Because I saw you come out the door. What? So were you looking for us? Or did you, what, what? Yes, yes. I'm surveilling that place. I work for the city building inspector's office. I think that guy is up to some really wacky shit, but he's got a really hardcore security system and I can't get in there. I've, have any of y'all ever run up against a security system? I can tell you, I can tell you firsthand, you don't want to mess with me. <laughs> okay, then you know I'm not fucking joking when I say it's serious. <laughs> I, the city has tasked me with getting in there, but I, I can't get in. So I need somebody to drop a, drop something in there. I can make it worth your while. What if I like dropped a deuce on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What if I say I don't trust you and we seemed a little bit more uh, busy than uh, you're dealing with your efforts? Okay. I mean, that's, that's y'all's, if, if y'all, if y'all don't want to help out the, if you're not civic minded, a lot of people don't like, like building inspectors. Um, you, you see him pull this, I don't know, it would be a Clio sized fist of coin that he kind of shakes. I guess, I guess I'm just going to have to put this back in the old uh, petty cash drawer. I, I guess so. Instead of giving it out some in, to enterprising adventurers to drop off. 
And he pulls out, it's like, look, and it's another, again, I don't know what the fuck it's with this episode in Little Metal Cubes, but it's about a palm-sized metal cube, like small, his palm-sized metal cube. And he goes, all I need somebody to do is to drop this inside the building, can be inside that safety zone area, and I give you 100 platinum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, 100 platinum right here. All you got to do. I'm not the I'm not the most math guy, but that sounds like way better than 200 gold. That's all I need. That's a pretty that's a pretty good bribery bag you got there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know about I don't know about surveying a guy who can disintegrate people. That sounds sounds like a bad move for us. I mean, well, listen, I've been disintegrated. It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. It was it was worth a double platinum. You're not doing the surveying. I'm doing the surveying. All you're doing is dropping some trash. You're littering. That's the worst thing you're doing is littering. Why? Why didn't you drop this in the app? Why don't you? Why didn't you look for people to, in the app? I, I'd have signed up on the app. I work for the city. We have real restrictions about using that goddamn app. For one thing, it casts a Gia spell on you when you accept the job. That if you're up, you're. Uh, have any of you tried to quit after you've accepted the contract? You'll start taking damage. Welcome to fucking using the app. It's some real shady shit, man. It tracks where you're going. I'm not a big fan of the gig economy in and of itself. I mean, I get benefits working for the city, so I'm allowed to hire independent contractors, but we're not allowed to go through the app. It's 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 a little bit of red tape. It is what it is. So you we're okay because you you can go through the app, but calling a group of people into the abandoned alleys that's the how you, the government get down. That's how this guy does. Do you really want to question? Oh, look, I'm going to go. No, 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 no. Um, it seems like you really have some problems with this. I'm just going to take my money. I'm going to go. No, I, I like monies. Cleo, Cleo steps forward. I have many goals that I must attain. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't uh, keep your distance there. And you see him step back a little bit further. <laughs> and she takes a knee to get a little bit lower to his level because, you know, s- small, intimidating. She comes down. There are goals and things that I must do in this that platinum will get me far. So if I need to spy or help you spy on this man, so be. She lead, holds her hands out for the little cube and the money. Uh, he tosses both of them to you. He doesn't want to hand them to you. He, he's keeping a good five feet away from you at all times. So he tosses them to you. All right. Do we know why he's keeping his distance from uh, Cleo? You don't. If you want to do a perception check real quick, I will see if maybe you can glean some additional information. It's a 17. Okay. With a 17, oot. Oot. <laughs> Who's doing a uh, insight? I can do an insight check. And my critical fail is not going to give us much on the insight check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Good thing my, my first roll is good because, whoops. Yeah, you're not from around here. You're you're not you're not sure with Talies and civil, civic policy, but this sounds totally cool. <laughs> Oat, you notice while he extends his arm forward to toss the stuff, you catch a glimpse of his wrist, and you're pretty sure that's wood grain. You see, Ooh. as his arm extends out, as if he wasn't quite flesh. Hmm. If maybe he was, I don't know, hypothetically a a construct of some kind, hmm. like a walking scarecrow. And you said he's in this alley, huh? Hmm. I don't. Yep. I'm with you, Jamie. Well, well thank, thankfully, he didn't toss anything to me. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. can we check to see if that platinum is magical and it's going to change to something else on us? <laughs> is that real platinum? Can we bite it like gold? Can you bite it? Yeah, I mean, no, you, I mean, you can open it up. Yeah, no, it's it's real platinum. Yeah, there's nothing shady about the deal that he offered you. You have a bag full of platinum and a little magical cube. 
that was gifted to you by a mysterious stranger who has disappeared. Wait, wait, did he just give us the money and then give us the cube? Yep. Now we can just leave the cube and disappear. Yeah. And then when you turn around from like looking in the bag to see it's real platinum, he's gone. Um, that guy was made of wood. Did, did this guy just give us platinum and leave? I believe he did. He also gave us the cube. Well, gave her oh, the cube. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I'm not so interested in dealing with Pinocchio myself. So my spine itches. Yeah, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need the Goliath lady to just toss that cube and just split, just split this, uh, this platinum. What's your armor class, there, uh, Vanny? <laughs> Vanny? Yeah, thirteen. Pretty sweet. Thirteen, you say? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does a nineteen hit? What hit me for what? <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> A dart sails out of the darkness when you say that and strikes you in the neck. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. A constitution saving throw? Oh, no. What just happened? <laughs> it's by me. Oh, no. You suggested the betrayal. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. What was it? Five. That's a five. You see Vanny's flesh start to boil and bubble. Oh, my God. What? Vanny, you're going to take... Like, can Vanny cast luck? Like, like, one of my lucky rolls? Uh, yeah, so you can burn a luck point. That makes him roll again to see if he hits you again. He gets a nine that time. The nine. So that's one portent and one luck point gone. So you, for one second, you have a, a vision of a reality where this dart sails out and kills. <laughs> kills me. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's this flash of magic. And you see it go flying into the crowd and it strikes a passerby and the flesh melts off their body and into a pile of bones and goo. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear a voice come from the darkness all around you that goes, I really would recommend you not try and fuck me over on this. (laughs) Guys, I don't think we should fuck him over on this. I don't think... We should we should fuck him over with this. Or at least if you're planning on doing it, you wait till I might be out of earshot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, was, he disappeared. Many people go. I just I just want to put this out here. I we've all just met. We have no. Uh, we don't know each other, so we're not w- exactly with Vanny. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, he he does not speak for us. I don't even. I don't even, the platinum wasn't even given to me. The cube was, I just suggested it. I just suggested it. (laughs) He didn't take too kindly to that suggestion. And you won't ever know when I'm not watching. So keep that in mind. All right. Well, that was a very strange government official. Um, So. He Batmaned us. Got it. Yeah. He he Batmaned you. And then Vanny was like, well, let's fuck him over. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got darted and killed. <laughs> so with that having been avoided, uh, you guys will continue along. <laughs> Do you guys stop lollygagging and come on? <laughs> Nell uh, leads you guys to the address. As you walk up, you can see that. Now, the Mage District and the Arcane District in Talias. And Talias is an incredibly spectacular city. We've talked about it's this incredible mishmash of different fantasy tropes, and even with a little bit of mix of sci-fi, it's built on this never-ending dungeon that manages to touch occasionally on alternate realities or possibly different times. And that's where the Winamajo comes from, from being excavated. There's a floating island which rotates around the city, which is the high-end entertainment district. That's where the casinos are that you're trying to get back into, Punch Crunk, that you managed to perform in 
once and got kicked out of <laughs> for reasons that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're trying to work your way back up to the big time, literally, literally back up to the big time. And so the Mage District is this weird amalgamation of modern architecture, individual wizards' towers, buildings which change from day to day, from time to time, streets that are just completely disorganized. Are they trying to make arcane patterns or do they just not really have a solid grasp of not being able to teleport where they need to go? <laughs> a mess. But when you guys approach the the address of the, the storage facility that you're going to, you're surprised by almost how plain it is given the, the surroundings. It is a spectacularly ordinary building. Right up your alley, Cleo. <laughs> it's 36 stories tall, steel and uh, stone and glass. A large revolving door spins at the front of it, inviting those to enter. And you see a sign out front that says, we store arcane storage and disposal facility. Oh, disposal. <laughs> so who, who's interested in going to the door, uh, front or otherwise? I, uh, the instructions we were given were to just go in and work our way past the doorman or the desk, the first front desk person, It wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, well, I'm very happy to cast um, a cantrip of guidance on whoever wants to um, approach and do a check. As a cantrip. Ooh. So uh, it was just one person going, and what's the, what's the plan of attack here, gentlemen? Cleo's already walking towards the door. Yeah, walk straight up to the door. Okay. And and you cast Guidance on him there, uh, Cork? On her. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, I'll do that, and let's see what the, the bonus is for that. Hopefully it doesn't suck as much as my last roll, but who knows. So you have four. Yep. So maximum assistance. All right. I'm, I'm growing, rolling both. Fantastic and horrible, which is typical of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be rather ordinary overall. All right. So is anybody going with Cleo or Cleo? Are you just going in solo by yourself? I'm going with Cleo. Uh, Nail's definitely next to Cleo for sure. Vanny has faced death twice already. Death does not scare Vanny. <laughs> <laughs> Once Hawk sees at least three of the three of them going in, he'll follow. <laughs> he's just he's being very careful after that warehouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Punch Crunk tags along too. Ordinary Cleo is a woman of determination, so she's just walking like nothing's going to happen, even though she just watched somebody almost die twice. The same person, the same person almost died twice. Yeah, he just seems very unlucky, or maybe lucky. Does he? <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> hey, get, get your bad rolls and actions out of the way early. <laughs> All right, so you guys walk in through the revolving door. Go ahead and hawk. You wouldn't have to do it. You're an urban bounty hunter. I'm going to say punch crunk. You wouldn't have to do it. But ordinary Cleo, Vanny, because Jesus Christ, you are not with it. And Cork, give me, uh, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll let you do a dex save or a... An acrobatics check to navigate through this rotating door without doing some slapstick. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll, I'll do Dex. Let's go acrobatics! Fail. I get a fantastic seven. Oof. Twelve? Twelve on acrobatics? Oof. Okay. All right, and Dex save. Okay. Ugh, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> you guys go in and Vanny is so excited to be in a revolving door. He goes full speed. Cork, <laughs> you're not used to it. And Cleo, you don't quite fit in it normally. 
And you guys spin around and 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 spin around. Ordinary Cleo and Quark will have disadvantage on your next deck space rolls. As you're a little dizzy, you're a little nauseous, and it's Vanny's fault. It is all Vanny's fault. He got a li- over enthusiastic with the rotating door. You had the best roll. You well, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not dizzy. That's why I'm not dizzy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not dizzy, but you you got too aggressive with it for everybody else. So you guys step into a very well constructed but somewhat Spartan lobby. It's this two story open lobby, all marble everywhere. You can see. It carries on with some of the bland corporate identity of the exterior. Directly in front of you is a oversized information desk behind which a extremely large, very polite looking warforged with what appears to be a tie clipped on to the front of his metallic frame. <laughs> That's about six inches shorter than it would be by today's fashion standards. I love it. <laughs> Sitting in front of a desk, hands clasped. And when he, you step in, he pops up and is, doesn't have a mouth, but you can very cheerily hear him say, Oh, welcome. Thank you for coming in. How can I help you? To the left and to the right, those, you can see some very corporate art. Like there are these orbs stacked on top of these cubes attached to these triangles with like a star attached onto it. A staircase sweeps up to the left and to the right to a mezzanine area upstairs with a balcony that runs around the perimeter that kind of looks down into the lobby. And then a long hallway behind the information desk that you can see uh, with a set of double doors to the left or the right at the end of the hallway. You get a feeling it's probably the, uh, the elevator doors or the storage access doors. If you kind of lean back and look up on that mezzanine area, it looks like there's maybe some tables for employees or customers to sit and eat their lunches. There's nobody up there currently, but it's an area that would give you a view down on the the lobby below. Like I said, the Warforged looks at you expectantly, kind of letting the silence drags as he waits for a response. I, I believe one of us was the leader. Yeah, that's me. I'm the leader. Oh, congratulations. I am very happy that you are in charge. What can I do for you today? <laughs> are you a current client? If so, Please present your storage bin number or your storage bin identification. If you're a prospective client, I'll be happy to go over our services. Um, and as the leader, I'm nominating a uh, uh, tall lady here. She's going to speak with you for a second. A good managerial trait is learning the names and an interesting fact about all their employees. It is a useful team bonding effect and can teach people that you value them as more than just a cog in a corporate machine. For example, let me show you how it engenders friendship between all of us. Why don't each of you tell me an interesting fact about yourselves? Uh, My name is Vanny and my name rhymes with Fanny. (laughs) That was lovely. Uh, My name is Hot Opec and I like to spend my time at the mall (laughs) and. I might work at Hot Topic, you know, in my spare time, I <laughs> hang out by the Wetzel's pretzels, and I like to flick my hair to the side with a very aggressive neck snap. I enjoy pretzels as well. Uh, my name is uh, Punch Crunk, and uh, you may know me from my uh, amazing stage show, uh, Godsmacked, which uh, premiered at the uh, Dice Tower a little while ago. It unfortunately did get shut down because I may have accidentally sawed someone in half for real. Uh, 
But yeah. I heard about that. I thought you were the guy who showed his junk in front of the stage. I thought that was- No, no. There wasn't junk showing? No. Oh, sorry. There was junk, but it was a man cut in half. (laughs) Magicians are the lowest form of celebrity. (laughs) Right underneath podcasters. (laughs) My name is Korak, and I like nature. Nature. Nature is important. That's where all the air you breathe lives. I'm uh, I'm faint. I like alcohol. We have flyers for 12-step programs on the west side of the lobby. My name is Nail, and I'm in love with a magical lady. I'm in love with a magical lady. <laughs> I was actually trying to figure out a way to make that work. <laughs> I cannot figure out a way to make that, to make that flow correctly. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way... To not make it a joke about you fucking that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I might go in there later. Oh, no. <laughs> I can stay up to six hours. <laughs> I believe they say if you can, call a doctor. I think they've said, I think I've heard that. I know a dragonborn who would be very interested in how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I am known as Ordinary Cleo. I have been given a vision by my Stormlord, and I have seen the doom of this existence for all of mankind. I must bring an end to it, or we will all suffer the most terrible fates possible. Buzzkill. Yeah, that was some serious shit. (laughs) I'm going to call you Downer Cleo. (laughs) (laughs) We was all joking about boner jokes, and you just come in with this. Read the room, Cleo. (laughs) Welcome. Now that we know each other, we are much less likely to kill each other. Doesn't that seem nice? How can I help you? Wait, were you going to kill us if we didn't tell you about ourselves? (laughs) No, but it's even more less likely to happen now. Oh, that's good. But less likely is not 0%, is it? Yeah, that's definitely not. Statistically speaking, that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) We are prospective clients. Yeah, we're prospectors. Wait, what? Oh, my. And we are looking for storage space. We were told this was a good place for it. Absolutely. Would you like a tour of the facility? Yes. Yes, please. What's on the third floor? Storage. Wait, are we going to the fourth floor? Sub-level four. Sub-level four. That's what I meant. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Sub-level three A. (laughs) Shit. Oh, yeah. That's right. I just want to go to the sub-level three. (laughs) I would like to take that. I'm sorry. Do you already have a space rented? I misunderstood when you said you're prospective clients. No, no. Just from the tour. A tour of sub-level three. Sub-level three is currently rented. So is sub-level four. I can take you to sub-level 326 if you would like to see an available space. 326. Are there submarines there? Do you have any days where it's like storage wars where you sell other storages? And would there be any storages being auctioned off on the third sub-level? The storage wars were a dark and bloody time within the building. (laughs) (laughs) And we do not speak of that era. We are a much more civilized society ever since the storage compact of Aught 23. Did this wolf orge ever give a fun fact about themselves to us? You did not ask about my fun fact. What is your fun fact about you? I control the lobby security systems. (laughs) That seems like information. That's a highlight of your fun. You need to get out more. (laughs) Gentlemen. 
Again, if you wish to access an existing storage unit, I would need to know your storage access code or password, or I can take you on a tour of one of the vacant storage units. Is the password password? <laughs> per chance? Is that what you'd like to guess? Oh boy. I don't know. Let me ask the leader. <laughs> <laughs> flick flick my hair, which I don't have. Because <laughs> I, I have a helmet on. <laughs> what the... What would the password be? Give me insight checks. And if one of you can get a 17 or higher, we will retcon a conversation. Oh, yes. Four. Oh, I can't get above a 10 tonight. Vanny hits the net 20. <laughs> Vanny hits the net 20. Oh. <laughs> a natty. <laughs> I have a plus six to inside. I got eight. <laughs> I, I, I have plus three and I got a, a total of six. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, we... We rewind back in time when you guys were given the opportunity to ask Ognum a question. And in, through Vanny's alteration of reality, he remembers that in another reality, he did actually ask Ognum a question. Yeah, Harland, I will give you one opportunity to ask a password-related question or a, any question you want of Ognum. Of Ognum? Yes. Uh, what is Ogman, Ognum's boyfriend's name? Oh my God, you're actually onto something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Tied. Tied. Tied? Tied is Ognum's husband. Anyone what? We are back into the current situation. And Vanny goes, huh? Yeah, his husband that the, uh, they bro- the, the, the falling out happened over is named Tied. Gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to remember why the fuck you're here and possibly give me a password in a moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... So I'm just asking because I've got a bad memory. I've got this website that I try to log into and I never remember the password. <laughs> How many chances do I get at the password before I am locked out? Yeah, you get three attempts, just like roll 20. (laughs) 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 But for the record, if you get it wrong, we will make fun of you ruthlessly. What what about deception check for like saying we actually do have a facility there? If you guys would want to try and um, bullshit him that you lost your password or you couldn't remember it, you guys could certainly take a swing at it. Mm. I would need somebody to make the lie and then make the deception roll. So Vanny's going to try I heart T Ed as the password. First attempt. What was the name of the uh, the Warforged? Do we get a name? <laughs> I don't believe you guys asked for a name. Oh, uh, hey, man. What's your name? Cadence. A uh, Cadence? That is correct. Cadence. I believe my password is I heart T Ed. But uh, do you understand how passwords work? We They're not faith-based. It's either a password or not a password. Would you like to tell me your password? Oh, hey, a cadence. Did you perhaps get that tie from Fever Point, which is the hot topic in this world? <laughs> Do a real quick luck check. <laughs> Seven. It is just a plain navy blue clip-on. <laughs> so there's no way that it did come from hot topic. If you'd rolled high enough like that, it, you, you would have noticed it had like a... Uh, What's that anime with the heavy metal cat office worker, like a Katagura or whatever? Uh, I would have had some weird <laughs> anime reference that you guys could have bonded over. Oat, but no, I don't know what that is. I shop at JC Copper. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I buy all my ties and slacks there. Oh, my buddy works there. It's at the under other end of the mall. <laughs> 
Cork, if you wanted to try and lie your way past this shit show, just make the deception roll whenever you're ready, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, I, I would like to do that. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to roll for deception, and uh, my crit one is not going to kind of... <laughs> I think I'm switching D20s after having two crit ones. (laughs) You guys see Cork walk up to the desk and start to say something. And and a cadence just turns and goes, I'm sorry, sir. You know I don't speak gnomish. (laughs) (laughs) Thank, thank, Thank God. Do you have a password? And you see him slide his hand over to a button on the left side of this. I'm going to need you to possibly realize that there was a moment when Harland actually came up with something very close to a good idea. And it sounds like you know the password. It's a, it's about time to hit the security button. <laughs> just guess the password. Yeah, I, <laughs> just, just say it with confidence. Tied. I heart Tied is the password. No, no. Tied. What? Don't do the R. Just Tied. Tied is the password. You hear a bing. Why the fuck would you add I heart? I feel like everyone was thinking the same this thing, Trevor. Listen, I had three guesses. First guess was I heart TN. The next guess was going to be TN. I had to play it up with the I heart TN. You had your dungeon master go, holy fuck, I can't believe you got this right. <laughs> And then complicated it, yes. <laughs> but it's it's full on like the it's full on like with those uh, statues where it's like, uh, this is the toughest puzzle. Every puzzle. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> no, we'll get it quick. Uh, let's add some extra shit into it. I heart. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for three goes. That was the second one was definitely going to just be TN, but the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I got a straight shot into the corner fucking pocket. You're like, nope, I'm banking this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am banking it twice, putting some English on it. Middle. It never goes in middle, but this time I feel like it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's going in for sure. So you hear a ping, and he goes, Oh, excellent. Welcome, Emil. Have a nice day. And the doors on the back right of the uh, hallway open. You too, a cadence. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. I get, are you a meal? I get very confused by all the meat sacks. I don't, I, it's very hard for me to tell each of you apart. I apologize. I accept. Well, you do a good job, Cadence. Yes. Thank you. It's appreciated. If you'd leave me a positive review, I would appreciate it. Everybody always appreciates positive reviews and only the best people in the world do them. People like Lee and Matt. <laughs> so you guys squeeze rather uncomfortably in the large elevator on the right hand side of the lobby and it descends down three and a half levels and slightly to the left since it's 3a glad glad i delegated that job Hey gang, I would be absolutely remiss in an episode that is about our patrons or involves our patrons to not take a minute and thank our patrons at the end. So while we're at it, Daniel, Ken, Mr. Smee, Rin, Sundance Sid, Manny almost died a lot of times tonight. 
but he still has enough luck points left to save you in a clutch, which he absolutely would do because you're a Todd supporter. A roboticized private eye, bard out of hell, Bryce, cosmic worm, Mr. Bible Pants, Dean, don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies, Dreken, Eric, Jeff, Corobe Nikki, Miles, new name only, new patron, new name only. Welcome aboard. Hote will 100% share their 10% off any piercing at Hot Topic coupon that they've got stashed in their bag. Gair the Sleepy Norwegian, Hannah, Yogan, Kalevi Helvetti, Loki the Angry Dwarf, Martian, Thomas, front row seats baby to the next Punch Crunk show. That puts you solidly in the splash zone. That's not a good thing. I would, I would maybe sell those. I would seriously reconsider. Andrew, Window Lookers Anonymous, Normal Clio will 100% give you the first five minutes for your Divination Hotline call, completely no charge. First five minutes free, and then it's, you know, 15 Electrum for every minute afterwards. Ben, Bill, Gibbons Camp, Professor Flattop, Saga Natal, Zork Fox, show participant in this episode, Matt, Dave, and of course, Resident Alpha Patron Lee. Know that while Baba may not be in this episode, Anthony is completely <laughs> hidden by main cast episodes. Just great voice work. Dude, I love Baba. I love his Baba voice. I know it's a running gag that he doesn't talk that much, but when Anthony gets to flex his different voices in the Joint the Party episodes, it's, it's fantastic. I love him every single time. I cannot wait till you hear his goblin from the most recent one. Anyway, like I said, all goblins all the time, partially because Punch Crunk and then what Anthony does later. But his Major Nelson uh, Southern drawl really just grows on me every time I listen to it. So these fine, fast, fantastic, fast, I don't know what the fuck, I, that's, I'm going for alliteration. These f- people donate to the show, help us bring you bigger and better content, get additional podcast content, additional video content, finally getting caught up from a slow start at the beginning of the year and really been uploading a ton of stuff there. They got a, a special interview with Tori, that kind of initial uh, getting to know you that I that I hosted for the cast and Tori right before we onboarded her and recorded the prelude or the finale, or whatever the hell the the Maury in Space episode was. Just a bunch of extra background stuff. Uh, We are going to be adding another tier that is specifically at the Baba level that has regular merch drops that doesn't include join the party slots, but we are waiting on some final art for that. So anyway, thank you so much. And for those of you who aren't supporting right now, look, I understand times are tough. There's a lot of uncertainty in the economy, as I have said, for way more consecutive years than I would like. So I understand if you don't necessarily feel comfortable giving to the show right now, or if you know you just can't, that's fine. First of all, we appreciate you showing up and listening. We really do. Would appreciate it even more if a few more of you showed up to the live streams, maybe? Uh-huh. Here's where I guilt you a little bit there. But uh, look, all you really got to do, all you really got to do to support the show is tell more people about it. That's all you got to do. Get out there, friends, family, coworkers. Now is a great time for them to jump in get confused by what's wrong with these people and which will then encourage them to go back in the past and listen to some of the older episodes and, and get really deep into it. Really excited for the stuff that we're, we're going to put out this season and the more the merrier to that respect. So going to wrap it up on that note. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for supporting and Matt, Dave and Lee being so patient for us getting this out. And of course, hope you enjoyed the show. 